Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast, where we talk to movers and shakers in Door County about the issues that matter to the people of Door County. My name is Miles Danhausen Jr. I'm here today in the podcast with a couple of guests, Tiffany Houston, Manager of Patient Financial Services at Door County Medical Center. Tiffany, welcome. Thank you. And Brian Stevens, CEO at Door County Medical Center. Brian, thank you for coming up here today. Thanks for having us. We're here a little bit to talk about the Affordable Care Act and the open enrollment period that's coming up pretty soon. I'm not sure which one of you wants to take this ball and run with it, but kind of give us an outline of what people need to know about the open enrollment period, when it starts, kind of where they can get information. Sure. So the enrollment period starts November 1st, and it goes through December 15th. During that time is when we can get you enrolled for next year's insurance plans. So it'd be 2020 insurance plans. Um, You can also, if you have a life-changing event, it could be outside those dates as well. And then a lot of people are already kind of familiar with the uh, Affordable Care Act and and the enrollment process. I guess like most people will be going in there and renewing. They're probably familiar with it by now. We're about five years into this marketplace being available, correct? Yes. And then for people who haven't yet, I mean, do you have a number off the top of your head of how many people in Door County probably are not insured nowadays? The uninsured <laughs> rate is down to under 5%. Before the Affordable Care Act was implemented in 2014, our uninsured rate was over 10%. Wow. I think because we have so many folks in the service industry in Indoor County, a lot of those jobs don't include insurance. And so our uninsured rate has always been one of the highest in the state. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know just from my long history in the service industry up here, it's really rare for somebody in a, a restaurant or a hotel job to have insurance offered through work. And a lot of those people also with the fluctuating nature of the income levels in those jobs, really seasonal business. There's a high bar to clear to try and think like, all right, I'm going to have the money to pay those bills each month. So a lot of people just go without it. What does that mean when they go and use the services at the hospital? Well, we're a Catholic facility. Part of our mission is taking care of anyone who comes to our doors. And that's really important to us. We want to care for the whole community, regardless of their insurance situation. But at the same time, we want people to feel comfortable coming to seek care. And so a lot of times, If people don't have insurance, they're hesitant to go in. They don't know how much it's going to cost. Like you say, they don't know if they're going to be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to us to get as many people enrolled in an insurance plan as possible so that they have that comfort level and they feel good about going in and getting the care that they need. But, you know, we're going to see people regardless of whether they have insurance or, or not. The difference is like how you collect that money. If it goes back through an insurance provider, if you can collect it at all, and then what kind of service those people get. Not saying that they don't get service when they go in there, but just using the service at all. I was talking to you before we started recording about friends of mine who you see the difference once they get insurance in the difference in their lives. Friend of mine recently hurt his foot and he has insurance through work now and he goes into the hospital. He gets an MRI. He comes home. He's got a scooter. So he stays off of that foot. He has a boot. So if he does have to walk on it, he's not doing more damage. Whereas that same person three or four years ago probably just doesn't go to the hospital and tries to gut it out 
tries to work on that and just continues to do more damage to his foot. Right, which leads to chronic pain years later. And that and that's part of the issue, right? And probably bigger bills year th- years later. Exactly. And the consequences are, are so far down the road that sometimes it's hard for people to see that and understand how much more that's going to cost down the road. I mean, the nature of primary care has changed, right? 10, 20 years ago, it was very important for everyone to have a primary care physician. We still feel like that relationship is important between the patient and the primary care physician. But in reality, because we're more of a consumer society now, people want things on the spot. And so you've seen the rise of urgent care and virtual care and some of those sorts of solutions as well. But regardless of whether you're going to urgent care or you're going to see your primary care physician, getting things taken care of quickly and before they become much bigger chronic conditions is still really important. When you mention urgent care, what's the difference between urgent care and like the ER? Because to the layman, those both sound like emergencies, right? <laughs> right, right. What I would say is urgent care is more like a clinic setting, things that you would go in for in, in the clinic and see your primary care doctor for, but an appointment is not required. So, okay. Yeah. So it's I, like if, you, if you're like, oh man, I got the flu coming on, but I didn't have like a regular appointment, but I need to take care of this today because I feel terrible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So think of it more as, you know, a, a convenience solution for a clinic. Um, the broken arm is more the emergency room. <laughs> usually. In addition, though, our urgent care does take care of some some scrapes and bruises. Too. Okay. So yeah. let's backtrack a little bit to the background behind the ACA. You gave me some great information on when that came into place and what it has meant for Door County. So let's go back to 2014, I think, when the ACA began. That's when it was implemented, right? Okay. It was passed prior to that, but it was implemented in 2014. One of the big goals of the Affordable Care Act was to insure people, to give people insurance. And the uninsured rate was at an all-time high in the United States, at least I shouldn't say all-time, but a a modern-day high in the United States. The Affordable Care Act was trying to create affordable insurance options for people. And in that goal, it definitely succeeded. One of the things we saw in Door County right away, I mentioned that our uninsured rate in Door County was much higher than most of the rest of the state. Uh, we saw our insured rate get cut in half in a period of about two years and wow. uh, definitely saw that uh, at the local hospital as well. Prior to the implementation, about uh, a little over 5% of our patients that came in were uninsured. And ever since 2016, about 2.5% of our patients are uninsured. And that's really remarkable when you think of the marketplace here of people in that seasonal industry that are just really loath to take that step because of the inconsistency in, in their finances. and. That's kind of surprising to me just when you hear of so many people who are saying like, well, I don't want to be forced to get health insurance. I don't want to have the government tell me I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And originally there was a tax penalty if you didn't get health insurance, right? And that's no longer part of the scenario. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Do you yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah. As of 2018, you were no longer required to have health insurance and receive a tax penalty for it. So we were a little nervous about what is that? Are patients going to not seek care or or see a difference in that? And we've been pretty lucky on the side when we're enrolling patients that those people are re-enrolling, even though it's not mandated because they do see the value in having that insurance where they can still, like you said with your friend, get those services that they may not have gotten previously to get taken care of. It's kind of like a warm lead. Like once you get someone on the hook, they get used to a service it becomes part of a habit and they they recognize, oh, especially if you have kids or something like that, then it it makes your life a lot easier. But now conversely, for some people, insurance rates have gone up. Whether that's tied to the ACA or not, it's unclear because you do see a lot of people saying, well, my insurance rates went up. They were skyrocketing before the ACA too. We used to be able to offer insurance at Husby's 20 years ago when I ran it. 
to everybody on our staff that was a full-time staff member, and it was 50 to $75 a month for us to offer it, and they pitched in a few bucks, and it was really good insurance. Four years later, it got to a point where we can't afford to continue offering this, so we would give people a stipend, and then as time went on, a lot of places just had to drop it all together. So it's tough to say how much of those increases are directly due to ACA or just that continuing trend. Right. I mentioned earlier the primary goal of the Affordable Care Act was to insure people. You know, I think there were other goals of health care reform. Right. And one of those goals would have been to bend the cost curve. And, yeah. And to make everything more affordable. And that's a goal that unfortunately has not been achieved through the Affordable Care Act, nor really any other health care reform right. uh, legislation that, that's passed. I'll say in Door County, some of the most effective healthcare reform that we've seen in that regard has come from the local businesses because it's so hard for local businesses to stay competitive when their health insurance costs are rising right. that we've had a number of businesses, particularly in the industrial park in Sturgeon Bay, who have come to work with us at Door County Medical Center and said, you know, this isn't sustainable for us. Are there things that we can do to partner together? And we've been able to create programs with some of those companies that have really helped to hold down the cost. Do you have an example off the top of your head of what that programs look like? Yeah, we actually uh, designed a program years ago with the folks over at Thermotronics. We had an ongoing dialogue with them about healthcare cost, and we implemented a program called Personal Health Team. And essentially what that is is <clears throat> they're a self-insured company, so they pay for their health insurance claims directly out of their company. They have an insurance company that helps them process those claims and all of that, but the money comes directly from their company. Wow. So what we said to them is, why don't you just pay for primary care directly? Pay us directly. Your employees can go to any of our clinics, see any of our primary care providers at any location, and you'll be paying us directly for that, essentially putting our primary care providers on retainer for the hmm. employees and, and members over at TTX. And so that's something that they've been doing for the last four years. Definitely save them money, not a ton of money because primary care is just an ounce of what you're paying for with, right. with health care, but it's saved them money. It's, it's provided easier access for their employees to come and see their primary care provider, just like we were talking about earlier, so that things don't balloon and get bigger and, and more costly over time. From the individual standpoint, we talk about health insurance and we think of it in terms of our premiums or out-of-pocket costs. One of the things that you mentioned earlier in terms of like what ACA has done in Door County is when you have more people insured, that means from a hospital standpoint, you're actually able to collect more of the bills and, and the fees owed, correct? Right. In terms of uh, somebody who did not have insurance before, you might eat that cost or they might go to some sort of nonprofit to try and raise that money. Now, I think you said there's a couple of million dollars a year. Is that correct? Right. I believe our, our uncompensated care rate used to be around 4%. So 4% of our total revenue, we were never able to collect on. And I know that's gone down since the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. I think it got down to around 2 to 2.5% two at one point. And now it's started to creep back up. And I think that has to do a little bit with the mandate going away. And, right. and, and we do see the uninsured rate kind of stabilizing now and, and, and not going down. But just to put this in practical terms, though, that money that we weren't able to collect, that eventually gets passed on through price increases to everybody else. Yeah. And so when we see our uncompensated care rate go down, we're able to hold our price increases down also. Right. Actually, since 2006, we've made a concerted effort. So since 2006, we've not had a price increase at Door County Medical Center more than 3%. So that's saving the whole community money, right. you know, whereas in other communities, you might see huge price increases to make up for losses on, on uninsured patients. 
And when you're talking about uninsured patients, that's also a lot of administrative work that you're saving at the hospital in trying to track down payment, right? Because before you eat that cost, you do try to collect. And there's probably just a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of paperwork. Yeah. So what we do um, in our customer service department is we reach out to patients, we do the phone calls, we do the letters, and we also look at how to help resolve it. So like you said, connecting people with those different funding options, with non-for-profit, those grants and things that are available. And we also sign people up for Badger Care as well as the marketplace within our department. So we're trying to go through all the resources we can with those patients when they get those bills and have questions or concerns. Really quickly, without going way into the weeds here, but you mentioned BadgerCare. For those who are unfamiliar with that, could you explain to what BadgerCare is and what options are available to people? Yeah, absolutely. So BadgerCare is the name of our Wisconsin State Medicaid program, and it's through their medical side. So it would be a medical insurance for patients, similar to the Affordable Care Act, where they go off of the federal poverty level to see where your income's at if you're eligible for that. And if you're over the eligibility for the Medicaid, then we would also work with you to see if we can get you into an affordable care plan then. Okay. Now let's start talking about just the enrollment period and what's coming up and what people need to know in Door County. First, let's talk about how many people are actually eligible to use this program and how well Door County has done in getting people enrolled. We've done open enrollment events since the beginning of affordable care and and with those processes. And we have seen a large success. Last year, we had over 120 people come through and we helped assisting them signing up for insurance. Some of them were simple renewals, um, and then others are people who own their own business. And also looking at those patients who, they also have an insurance plan for businesses themselves, for small businesses that may not be eligible for a full plan. You could also go through the ACA for insurance Hmm. plans for your employees. Okay. And so I feel that we've been very successful with reaching out to the community, getting them signed up. Um, Last year, over 10% of our patients had an affordable care plan out of our insurance companies. Um, And that's largely because we are so active with getting patients signed up for that. Um, Our open enrollment events this year, um, we do try to help those people who are still working. So we tend to have some later times and weekends available. That's excellent. And so our first date is actually Tuesday, November 5th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we have a whole conference room set up with computers and our certified application counselors there on site. So you can walk in, We help you right there on the spot and then go. You do not have to have an appointment at all during the open enrollment. If you prefer to, absolutely give us a call. We'd be happy to to set that time aside for you if you prefer to have an appointment. Um, Our second date is Thursday, November 21st from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then our third date is Saturday, December 7th from 8 a.m. to 12. And then what are the kind of things that people want to come into these sessions prepared with? Can they, should they just come in and ask questions or do they need documentation or information with them ready to go? Sure. That's a great question. So we can do both. If you're just someone looking for information, you can come. The website itself is pretty user friendly. So we walk through it with you and say, well, if you think you made about this much money, we can tell you what your premium would potentially be. Okay. So we can work in hypotheticals. If you're just looking for information on how it works, maybe your first time in the spot where you're looking for insurance. And then if you're wanting to actually sign up, you do need to bring your financials with you. So pay stub, tax form, that type of information, because the government does go off of what you file with your taxes as considered income. Okay. So a personal email address, right? Yes. I remember, yes. I remember in, in years past, uh, you know, you have folks that come in that don't have a personal email address, but we can sit there and, and help them set up a Yahoo or a Gmail account sure. or something like that. Yes. Yep. That's required. Because yeah. they, they do require you to create an account to log in to, for the... And that's one of those things when when you're like us and you work in an office where everyone's hyper connected all the time. And I'm sure when you're working in in the healthcare industry, 
especially in a small rural area, you're dealing with a lot of people who, like you said, maybe not even have an email address or maybe don't use it at all. So maybe don't even know how to weed out spam email and things like that. So really just helping people get connected Mm -hmm. in those ways is great too. I have to give a shout out to Tiffany and her team of, of their certified application counselors. They really do a fantastic job. And in fact, last year, or I guess I should say this current year, we have the second highest take-up rate in the state of the Affordable Care Act uh, insurance exchange plans. And a lot of that is due, you know, like we said, to the service industry. And so folks that need that insurance that, you know, maybe have in other counties, they work for bigger companies where they, they don't need it. But a lot of that is due to the work that Tiffany and her team have done to really promote enrollment and make it as easy as possible for our residents. So please, you know, definitely want to encourage people to take advantage of these appointments with, with the certified application counselor team at Door County Medical Center. Well, I mean, even as somebody who's on a computer all day, every day of their life now for my job, when you start going through that enrollment, it does get a little confusing, even if you're very used to it. So just having someone there to kind of walk you through it and answer questions on the spot versus doing some research for an hour online and going into the weeds and stuff like that, like somebody who's dealing with this all the time, day in, day out, it's mm-hmm. just got to be a huge help for people. I think it'd be a great thing for a lot of people to take advantage of. Exactly. And one other thing is there's going to be more options this year, too. Yes. So yep. There's going to be that? four plans. So for the last two years, we've been lucky and had one plan available. And this year, we actually have four insurance companies that are going to be available through the exchange. Okay. So with that, it's going to be Common Ground, Children's Hospital Health Plan, Dean, which is also a Purveya product, okay. as well as Molina. So more options for people. What's the expectation in terms of premiums? Up, down, same? They continue to drop. So for the last few years, we have seen those premiums decline with our open enrollment prices. And we we send you away with a nice package. So you get, okay, this is what your premium is. This is how you log in. This is how you access it. This is our contact information. So we see patients throughout the whole year because as your income changes, you report that. And so mm-hmm. we, we're, we're through this process with you the entire way. And We've seen premiums actually decrease significantly. So where patients were paying, say, $100 a month, they've gone down to probably $70 a month. And then people are always surprised, too, because there are those people who their premium's a dollar a month. Yeah. It just depends on your income level. Right, right? exactly. And you said a lot of people in Door County don't realize that they qualify for this plan. Yes, That's one of the biggest questions you get when they That is the biggest question that we get is, am I even eligible? And so what our great team does is they walk through all the different availability that you have and we sign you up for it. It's your choice to take it or not, you know, but we'll, we'll go through the entire process with you and let you know what your monthly premium would be. And most people are very surprised because they make those comments. I didn't even know I was eligible for insurance. When you say eligible, anybody can sign up through the marketplace. They yes. don't have to be poor. They don't have to be mm-hmm. getting a discount. But a lot of people don't even realize that they are eligible for the tax credit that comes with it. Right. Yes. And the reduced premiums. Exactly. That's always the pleasant surprise that people have when we go through the process and they see what their premiums are or when they go through and try to look at the different plans. And the website's really great with those plans because it asks you general questions about usage, what you expect. So it can give you real live total cost data. So not just premiums. They're going to show you, okay, these three plans have these premiums as well as what to expect for an out-of-pocket with the services you've mentioned that you would be using. I I think it's really important that we depoliticize some of the conversation around the Affordable Care Act and Mm -hmm. these options on the the exchange. I can tell you a a personal story. Um, My sister, she lives down in Texas. She left her teaching job a couple of years ago to start a nonprofit, and she's doing great work and, and amazing things, but it left them without insurance for their family. 
And so she went through all sorts of different options to, you know, talking to brokers and there's some uh, faith-based plans that, that she looked at, but she, she just couldn't find a good fit for their family. And I said, have you looked at the exchange? And she's politically, she's conservative. And, and she said, you know, that's, that's, that's Obamacare. That's, that's not for me, right? And I said, well, just check it out. Go online. Let's, let's check it out. And sure enough, she found a great option for her family. They've, this is the second year that they've been on it. And so I, I think when we take the political aspect out of it, uh, a lot of people find that there really are great options on yeah. the health insurance exchange. And that's, that's really important for them individually and for our community. Yeah, and surely we have a lot of listeners out here who are pro-ACA, certainly a lot who are against it, but really for the individual family, you got to evaluate it based on like, is this something better or, or worse for you? Right. And for most people, it's, it's probably better. At least check it out. At least, right. you know, meet with our team or go online yourself to healthcare.gov and, and, and check it out and see if it's a good option for you. And then when you, like you said, not to, to go into the politics of it, but one of the things that's come up in the last couple of years is the current administration cutting funding to market the programs. Mm. So there's not as much of an effort to make people aware that it exists and to point them to the sign-up options and to know when those deadlines are. So it's really great that at Door County Medical Center, you guys are making an effort to just locally at least spread the word and make sure anybody who might be eligible or it might improve their lives to at least be aware of it and be aware that the option's out there which is really vital. That outreach is more important now than probably ever. I think you're probably right. I mean, it needs to be a grassroots effort and it needs to be something the whole community gets behind and helps share the word. And obviously that's worked and that's why we have the second highest take up rate in the state. Just review for us one more time, like what are the deadlines people need to know? Let's go through those dates of those sign up counseling sessions again. Absolutely. So open enrollment starts November 1st. And it goes through December 15th. So if you want active coverage and you're switching or enrolling, you do need to be signed up by December 15th. If you have a life change event, then that could change those dates for you. Um, those are typically if you get married, have a child, move different zip codes, those kinds of things. But you really want to get it done before December 15th. Our events that we have that are available are Tuesday, November 5th from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. Thursday, November 21st from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. And Saturday, December 7th, from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Now, we are available to help people Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30, at our Cherry Point Mall location where Patient Financial Services now calls home. And that address is 1300 Egg Harbor Road, and we're Suite 140, and that's in Sturgeon Bay. Okay. And then, you know, one last thing that I was thinking of, this effort that you're making now to go out and get people enrolled. Let's say it's 10 years ago. ACA doesn't exist. Is there any sort of concerted effort to get people enrolled in insurance 10 years ago? I'm guessing probably not. There was always Medicaid, right? And, and that's always been an important safety net to make sure that those who are most vulnerable are, are getting the care that they need. And that's something our financial counseling team has been active mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, for the last several decades, actually, of helping people enroll in, in Medicaid. But when it came to commercial insurance or privately insured for those who didn't meet the uh, income requirements for Medicaid— People were kind of on their own. Yeah. yeah. This kind of unexpected or unmentioned benefit of it is hospitals like yourselves feeling a need to try and get people enrolled into these programs. It kind of ACA, I don't want to say forced you to do that, but it created a mechanism that you could promote it and try and help people get enrolled in insurance. Whereas 
yeah, 10 or 15 years ago, you either were or you weren't. Nobody was trying to help you along that path that much. Right. I mean, it certainly gave us an opportunity to to kind of engage in this role in the community and, mm-hmm. and help people sign up for insurance. Really, we don't, you know, our, our job is uh, taking care of patients and so, and, and taking care of the health of our community. And so our job's not really insurance, but it allows us to kind of be involved on, on the insurance side and make sure that people are insured because we know how important that is for people to get the care that, that they need. Well, Brian, Tiffany, thank you for making the trip up to Bailey's Harbor today and walking through what can be a, a daunting, intimidating process for people. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks we for inviting us. We should probably mention, too, that these services are complimentary and free and no charge. Yes. Well, <laughs> that is definitely worth mentioning. <laughs> Sorry. Because um, we have been asked that, too. Well, what's the fee for this? There, There is no fee. So. Yeah. So all those counseling sessions, all the mm-hmm. programming, no charge at all for anybody who wants it. Right. A hand. All right. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at doorcountypulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Mm -hmm.